what do superheroes mean to you, Sam? What? <laughs> oh, starting with the hard questions. <laughs> I would say superheroes are just reminiscent of you know the 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 ability for like you to somehow be different and just special and super powered. It's like that desire. Like I see it in my own son, right? Oh yeah, he, he wants to have a dragon. Like he wants to have this like special crazy power fantasy that just kind of just comes, I think, naturally. Yeah, so that's why your favorite movie is The Incredibles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the hard part is when everyone's super... No one is. No one no is. No one. What were your thoughts on Incredibles 2? I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Waveframe. Welcome back to Waveframe. This is a podcast where we talk about music and movies. Uh, my name is Isaac. And my name is Luke. Today we are talking about Justice League, the Snyder Cut. But before we go any further, we would first love if you checked out our Instagram. Give it a follow if you're not already. Uh, interact with us on our post there. We, we post quite frequently. Isaac has been doing some great work on that visual art. So, yeah, hit us up with those likes. Yeah, and you can give us a, a five-star review if you'd like in-app. I mean, Spotify doesn't have that, and most of people are listening on Spotify, but still, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, this is a message for you. For you, especially for you. <laughs> Today, we're here with uh, to talk about the Snyder Cut with one of our good friends. Uh, you know, for a few years now, we've had a, a relationship that has ranged years. from <laughs> mentor to friend, smash partners, D&D players. Teacher for some of you. <laughs> uh, we're here with Sam Sportel today. Yes. Sam. Thanks for being on with us. Hey, it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah. I hear a lot about the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went from student to now colleague, right? Yeah. That, that, yes, that's I, was, the, that's I can the confirm. You are teaching there. Ideal trajectory, I would say. Definitely. It's hard to go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be very difficult. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because I have not seen the original 2017 uh, Justice League, unless you count watching numerous comedic reviews of YouTubers. Was it out of spite that you didn't watch it? <laughs> no, okay, so no. I, I even told Luke like a few days ago that I was thinking about watching it before this. I just didn't get around to it. It wasn't out of spite. It was just like, I <laughs> like watching good movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, uh, I heard it was bad, okay? <laughs> so I was like, I'm good. I'm a good. I did watch, like I told you guys, the Flashpoint Paradox, that like animated movie, because mm -hmm. I wanted to see that story. So I'm not against watching, you know, superhero DC. movies. <laughs> yeah, DC. It's just this one. I was like, okay, it's bad. I'm not gonna watch it. And yeah, so and I saw this a couple times. I think I saw it once in theaters and once elsewhere. Dedicated. Um, dedicated. And Sam, you have seen have. the original 2017 before. Wonderful. I have. I have. Okay. So you, you know, I think right off the bat. You know, Sam, would you say that the Snyder Cut enhanced or did it detract from your experience watching Justice League? I would say I very much enjoyed it more. <laughs> That's I, a good way to put it's it. Hard to, it's hard to say. It's like, oh, it's a four-hour movie, yeah. so if you enjoy the content, you're going to enjoy the content more. It's mm -hmm. like The Lord of the Rings. When there are people who can't handle Lord of the Rings in the first place, you don't take them and say, here's the extended <laughs> edition. But I, I love superhero movies, and so having DC who has like, been struggling yeah. to make good movies. Like, oh, yeah. this is a better version of a movie that I kind of liked. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, I good. shared that opinion a lot. I think that this 
you know, do I, I was doing my best to remember, like, and it's a hard little bit, but you're like, okay, did this happen in the original 2017 or is this a new shot? And from what I placed in my head of the new material, there really wasn't anything that I was like, oh, wow, I preferred it the old way. If for mm-hmm. me, I think this enhanced it a lot. Granted, I, I will put a caveat there, caveat, caveat, yeah, caveat. that, you know, I, going into this, I, I wanted to like it. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. full disclosure. So hey, I think it would have pushed me When has that been a crime? Okay? <laughs> you know, you're right. I feel yeah. like most people should enter movies yeah. wanting to like it, you know? Yeah. So Isaac, coming from a place of no prior Justice League experience uh, in the past few years, what were your impressions coming out of this watch? I think that I'm similar to what Sam said. Like, I really enjoyed my experience. <laughs> I don't know, like, exactly... I don't know exactly, like, all the elements because I watched the first hour and ten minutes before we watched this, the rest of the movie just because we didn't want to sit there for four hours <laughs> watching it. So we all watched it for the first time, like, together, but the first hour and ten minutes was separate. And I was with my girlfriend, and she has seen maybe one or two superhero movies and, like, doesn't know much about it. I was, she's, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, that's Batman. I was like, yeah, that's Bruce Wayne. And she's like, no, that's Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> so, All true. So that's um, the, the first hour and ten minutes was more ripping on the movie. But I, I do think that if even if I use my analytical brain, the, the movie was um, – like not as good in the first fourth the first hour was uh, a little bit and then I I, a little bit of a slog and then as I went into it I was like this is getting better and better and better because my expectations were upset I think the ending was cool and I think with Zack Snyder you have to realize that it's like a feeling (laughs) and like an emotion and like an experience and you, this this phrase is tossed around a lot, but like turn your brain off. But like I think you have to turn off analytical thinking sometimes, and just have fun with it. I don't know. It's like going back to Tenet. You know, don't try to understand it. Just <laughs> <Yes>. feel it. <laughs> exactly. He's all about moments and like really cool moments, and you just laugh at half of them, but the other half you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's cool. How do you think this, so, you know, coming out of the age of, you know, Marvel-dominated superhero movies, you know, every successful superhero movie out of the past 10 years, you know, more or less, has been a Marvel movie, and they have a very specific tone that, you know, people have started to identify, people are, you know, a lot now getting sick of that formula. Where do you think this falls in, you know, what sets it apart, do you think, it was refreshing to you to have something that was different because I did find the tone, and I think many would agree, unmistakably different than a Marvel movie that has come before. So, you know, what kind of did that work for you to set up this apart as a different type of superhero movie? I'll be honest that the ending made me sad at what could have been. When you're suddenly saying like, oh, this was like a whole universe that set itself up and then failed. And it's this whole attempt to like, I know there's this big push to like, okay, become like Marvel. You need a cinematic universe. And so you got Aquaman, you've got Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984. And like, they've been trying to push towards that. But like, I think Ben Affleck has done as Batman and it's like, it's just scattered and it's in pieces. And you see like this movie, you're like, oh, this is this vision of what could have been. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> but it just kind of made me sad in the end, watching this epilogue that, yeah. oh, the multiple universes suddenly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying, there are just so many different pathways, but. I was thinking about, I was a little annoyed with how long the epilogue was and how much it felt like just taking a scene from a different movie and plunking it on the end. 
But I do think with that mentality of like, we're not going to get a Justice League 2 or Flashpoint Paradox, or at least not with Ben Affleck, and maybe we could. Who knows? But I don't think so. Um, it was fun to see just like 1% of what that would have been like. And it was more satisfying than when we saw that scene in Batman v Superman of the apocalypse sort of happening with all the bugs. Mm. Bad Superman. It was, more, it was better in this one. Yeah, I echo that melancholy a lot. I mean, I'm a big fan of expanded universes wherever you go. Like, that comes back. I, you know, I attribute that to my love of Star Trek, you know, and multiple time loops, multiverses, you know, parallel dimensions. And I think seeing this, I honestly think that DC, in this movie alone and in general, has done a better job setting up expanded universes than Marvel has. We'll see with Doctor Strange 2 coming out where that's going to go. But, you know, thinking back even the intentional steps DC has taken, you know, like Ezra Miller Flash you know, made a guest appearance in the Flash CW TV show. You know, it, they've been connecting all these loose strands um, very intentionally. And I think that I really love that multiverse aspect. And it is really sad to see this one, you know, get its head chopped off, you know, so to speak, and kind of wriggle there for a second. And we're just here to admire it, I guess. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, rose-colored lenses are what they say. I think the, the best way to view this would be trying to transport yourself back to the whoever saw it in the theater. Did you guys see it in the theater? I did. I did. Um, sit there and like imagine that this one's happening in the yeah. theater in 2017. I think that's the best sort of way to view this. Uh, I mean, it's sad to realize that that's just a dream, but like, you know, it's... It's, I'm surprised that we're just having a positive conversation <laughs> about this movie. Oh. I have seen Sucker Punch, and that was directed by Zack Snyder, and that's the worst movie I've ever seen. So, like, he's grown a lot as a filmmaker, I think. He just sucked me into this world, and I did not expect that at all. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you had a positive experience. I did. I was worried for you going into this. Why are you worried for me? Because I know what you like. I know what you like. The slow motion. You just couldn't that, get enough of that. The, <laughs> that was tough at the beginning. Throughout the whole movie, just like sometimes it looks like an ad for shampoo mm. or for beer or G Gillette. Like when when Batman the, is yep. like shaving, yeah. it's like this is an ad. The Mercedes. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your superpower? I'm rich. And the dialogue, especially at the beginning, is awful. And I just feel like it's it, you got to get past things. These are the no. barriers you have to get past. Uh, like there's there's dialogue that's like with this like you know weird accent and in uh, Themyscira the Amazonian women are like we need to get the arrow of fiery heavens and, and it's like wow there's so many lines in this movie where it's like we need to synchronize the boxes and the mother boxes until the night fury comes and it's like oh there's so many jargon coming around and, they don't set it up well. So there's a lot I have problems with. Well, but I, it was I would, fun. I would agree. The, the beginning, and you mentioned this, the beginning almost feels a little flat. It, yeah. it, it does feel flat. I, would you agree with that, mm -hmm. Sam? I too? Would. So we, all three of us are in agreement there. I think that it's hard to talk about pacing with a movie like this because it is four hours yeah. long. This is, yeah. you know, unprecedented, so to speak, besides like The Irishman. You know, what was that? How many hours? Well, was that? I mean, you can get into long movies, yeah. but yeah. like. This is unprecedented for superhero movies. Yes, right. And, and it wouldn't have been possible in theaters. A big reason why they cut down Justice League so much to get it below the two-hour mark was so that you could have more showings in a movie theater oh, in an attempt to make money. more money. All about so the money. So this is like, even if Zack Snyder didn't have all those personal problems, 
you wouldn't be seeing this movie in 2017. You'd be mm-hmm. seeing like maybe a three hour, maybe 315, like we've seen with Endgame. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, one of a kind thing. Even a three hour movie would be vastly different, I think, than what actually came out. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I totally <laughs> just, agree. Just thinking about the plot points that actually got expounded upon, and mm-hmm. suddenly you actually care about Cyborg. Yeah. I was going to mention him. He was the best part all, of the movie. And all of those scenes got cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime he shows emotion, got cut from I, the original movie. I knew more about the like making of this movie, 2017 Justice League, than I knew about the actual movie. And the actor who played Cyborg was very vocal about his distaste with Joss Whedon. Yeah, he was one of the first ones that kind of came out and yeah. started that, which, I yeah. mean, now snowballed into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and talking about, like, all my scenes were cut, people started hashtag release the Snyder Cut, which brought us to this point. I never thought we'd get here. This is one of those <laughs> yeah. moments where, like, when I was in, you know, eighth grade, seventh grade, whatever, I never thought I'd get to Avengers 2012, yeah. and that was just mind-blowing. And this is... Not the same at all, oh, but like okay. very yeah. interesting, like in how unique it is. Well, and, and here we see the power of the people, so to speak. <laughs> like we 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 talked about that in our Star Wars episode. In yeah. other episodes, we've talked about how so much of these big corporations now is reactionary with their movie making, and usually that ends up being negative. We saw that in the Star Wars franchise in the latest trilogy. Each movie was reactionary, and it really threw off the rhythm of the whole thing, from our opinion. This this was a reactionary, you know, HBO saw what the crowds were saying and it it seems like we're all saying this was a positive move. It's giving integrity back to a director who they're saying we are giving you control, take the reins here, and something that you continually hear about directors parting over creative visions with mm-hmm. studios and being forced out. So I think honestly, more than anything, e- even if this isn't a perfect movie, which it isn't, I think it's a great statement and a great uh, you know, win I think for artistic direction. I, I want to agree with you, but <laughs> oh. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Because if you think about it, like giving the power to the people, like who do you trust? Not the people. <laughs> like if you think, like some, you know how the government, like in Parks and Rec, there's that episode where they're like, this is a historical monument place, so we're gonna give money, we're gonna bail you out from the government to keep this video store alive. And it's kind of a, you know, nobody goes to the video store. Uh, so, so I feel like Hollywood always takes the wrong lesson from something good. This is good for this movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to take the right lessons from this. People are going to be like, okay, my Twitter power uh, is full. And so then if I don't like a movie, I'm just going to like complain about it for years until I get my way. And I don't think that's the way you should approach a movie. I think this is bad for the industry. Like we saw that with Sonic, where they're like, well, "He looks ugly," and then they fix Sonic, and like he looks but he better. He did look ugly. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, he did look ugly. But then all of the like people who work uh, like eighty hours a week, all the people in the visual effects world, have to pay because Sonic looks ugly. That's true. So like, there are real consequences to this. And HBO Max, we haven't really have we dived into like how they release their movies now in theaters and out of theaters. It's just a big mixed bag, and I'm very pessimistic about it. <laughs> but I think like without a shift from like only theater releases to something as big as like, streaming has become, like, yeah. I don't know if you would have seen this. That's a good point. Anthony Starr, who is Homelander in The Boys... Um, which we also have an episode on, so check that out if you haven't already. Um, but he, he tweeted after this release, I don't know if you saw it, but he said, you know, absolutely like love this. He was positive, but he's like, absolutely would not have been possible in cinemas. Would have had to take at least four bathroom breaks and a, and a meal break at halftime. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it, which yeah, we kind of did, we too. Kind of, yeah. 
we we paused yeah. it so many times yeah. to go to the bathroom yeah. and we talked about it a little bit and like that would have been a very different experience you would not, Sam, you wouldn't be here with us watching this movie in theaters because you have kids, so then four hours. It like, didn't help to break yeah, it into two parts. Exactly. I'm curious, so Sam, it, would you agree with me if I said that you are familiar very much with you know these characters over time and kind of the sources of these characters? Yeah, I mean, I paid more attention to DC growing up than I did Marvel. Yeah. So... What, do you feel like this movie does justice to the integrity of the characters from the source material you're familiar with? Well, I think some of them more than others. And it's like it's nice when they give little nods to certain things. And um, I would especially say how like they give more cyborg time, they give more Barry Allen time, and just kind of having him explain like, okay, here's like the the, the time force, and kind mm-hmm. of explain some of that where. It, I they and we talked about it a little bit like how Green Lantern shows up for just the, the briefest second before he dies. And <laughs> Wait, it's like, that's Green Lantern, like, not the Green oh, Lantern, yeah. a Green Lantern. I know it's a though. Green Lantern. There's the Green Lantern yeah. Corpse. Yeah, There's yeah, 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 you know, yeah. lots of Green Lanterns, and so it's just like, oh, and then it just brings me back to this horrible, horrible movie that occurred that I just want to forget about, <laughs> and that I had such high hopes for. We all want to forget about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just this whole this whole world that they kind of develop and everyone understands Batman's backstory at this point. Mm-hmm. Everyone understands, oh, Superman came. So it's like, they didn't need to talk about them. And I think, I thought they spent too much time on Lois crying and, <laughs> and having, mm-hmm. we understand that yeah. she's, a, she's a grieving widow. And so I didn't need all that. And so I just felt like having them focus more on these other characters that aren't as much in the zeitgeist of everyone's mind was helpful. Yeah. That's that's a nice point. I didn't even realize that, and I agree with you. I think that's a shift that this did do really well. And, and I, we were talking a little bit as we were catching it, um, and I said how, yeah, when people think of the Justice League, at least me, I don't think of Cyborg as a part of that core group. Um, I'm familiar with the character, but I think it was really cool, and this movie did him a lot of justice with putting him back in the justice. centerfold. And he, yeah, uh, <laughs> and I, I really oh, no. liked that move. It was a, it, it was part of what made this movie uh, as good as it was was his character development. Yeah, I will say, I was expecting to like really hate the villain um, Steppenwolf, uh, and I ended up thinking he was a. You know, kind of a fun little bully cryboy. Like, it, it was fun to see him complain. He was a lot more relatable yeah. in this one than the original cop. He, I will he say. had expressive eyes. I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying this. But I really. Little puppy dog stepping puppy. I really liked Dark Side. I think my little eight year old self was somewhere still inside me. And I remember flipping through my Superman uh, dictionary that was like heavy, hardcover book and it's like there's dark side and then and now i'm a 23 year old i'm like there's dark side it's like <laughs> that's fun that's cool i don't know he was menacing he felt like mm-hmm. he had gravitas yeah the, the two villains set up there with a the more menacing villain in the background yeah. worked really well for this movie i think more yeah. if you compare it to early avengers setup where you have loki and mm-hmm. thanos is lurking in the post-credit scenes background yeah. i prefer something like this where it's a bit more ominous and lurking in the front of your mind well yeah you said there's a lot of tonally different things from dc and marvel but there's a ton of similarities between this movie and like the avengers movies mm. almost too many 
to really count. There's a test rack, which is a cube, and, <laughs> and there's the cube mother box. It's, it's boxes instead of stones. <laughs> I know. It's just a and little bit. And the stones, bit. I mean, the boxes were destroyed. Yeah, and, and big, angry, bald man is the big, bad guy. Like, I mean, But that's, that goes back to the, you know, comics, I guess. They're always similar. There's a counterpart for every everybody. All and art so. steals from other art. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but Sam, you grew up with the DC comics, right? Did. And, and And did you read comics when... Uh, they were like more hopeful in tone, DC Comics specifically, or like this feels kind of dour until like the end, and then the prologue happens, and it feels even more yes. desolation. I, I read a, a giant mix. I mean, okay. I wouldn't say that all that I read growing up was was sadness. Okay. Um, so I would say that I have read very hopeful comics as well. Good, <laughs> so. that's great. I just wondered if it was reflective <laughs> in, in this movie. But. And this movie is just a giant mix, right? Yeah. You have like those extremely hopeful moments, like yeah. where you say, like, "Oh, look, it's another shot of Batman staring off into the distance, <laughs> you know, hopeful, like upward angle." Like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I, I'm, I, I thought the tone of the movie was hopeful in the end, yeah, until the epilogue, <laughs> and then it got like, "Oh, that's, that's weird." Yeah, Batman's really mean. Right yeah. now. I mean, he's been mean the kind of the whole movie, but like now he's threatening Joker. Well, he said the f word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I think though about this movie, you know, it wasn't apologizing for what it was, which I think holds true to the integrity of a movie. Yeah. With the old one, of course, you did have that because Joss Whedon came in partway through, and it felt like he had to make up for what he the directions he didn't want to go that Zack Snyder had established, and that just felt apologetic in a way. And this movie, I think, what struck me as or so embarrassing. different. Yeah, or embarrassing. It was. Just just like it made its choices some of them you don't like you don't yeah. like all the slow-mo you don't like all the yodeling women in the soundtrack that yeah. was awful but, they weren't yodeling they were doing some sort yeah. of thing that only worked the last time it worked was gladiator uh, yeah. in 2000 stop but anyway i appreciated that this movie knew what it was and it was yes. like this is what you're gonna get yeah. you're signed up for four hours mm -hmm. you're gonna sit here you're gonna like it more or less <laughs> the soundtrack was fantastic i there were some yeah. really great things about the soundtrack yeah yeah, and then there's some things that happen in the movie that was music, like when Aquaman <laughs> went into the water and all the people started singing a song, and then the girl came over and smelled his sweater. That, a lot that of, was interesting. A lot yeah. of fun moments to make fun of in this movie. So <laughs> you're gonna to do enjoy with that. It. Yeah, yeah. Know, right? That was interesting. Very ritualistic, yeah. very like old and ancient, you know, yeah, in a way. Yeah, it helped tie the characters to the world, I think. Um, but I think that's the difference between you and me. You're like, oh, it helped tie the characters <laughs> to the world. I'm like, that was weird. You're like, get that out of here. It just kept going. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just, I just sat there thinking, like, when are they going to be done singing? <laughs> it's kind of though, it's just like making you look at it. It's just like, oh, hey, we're doing this. And if they cut away, you would have been like, oh, that was weird. And yeah. then you don't give another thought. But th then it sticks around and you're like, What's going on here? I have to look at this. Luke, I want to <laughs> pointedly ask you, and this is not meant to be a mean question. I just really, like, I, I want to have your hopeful, positive oh, outlook. I like this. Where is this going? Like, like, why do you, uh, where does it come from, like, defending the choices in this movie? Is it, like, genuinely, like, I love this? Or, like, oh, like, I just want to enjoy, I don't know, you tell yeah. me. Well, I think it goes back, we've had conversations about the pod, on the podcast about this yeah. before, but... Uh, you know, a, a shifting point for me was in college when I started thinking about with the recommendation of a music professor 
on appreciating art on the basis of which it was written. So trying to say, I mean, it, you get to a dangerous line there because now I think I have lost a bit of the ability to be like, that is bad. <laughs> like that <laughs> movie is bad. Like, but you do gain a lot of appreciation, I think, and that hopefulness from just seeing like, what did the direct, like he made this yeah. choice for a reason or he or she, and like, it's gotta be supporting. Where can I see at all what they were trying to do and what can I draw from e any positive from this? Um, and honestly, I think a lot of it is like, you know, they say people who watch more movies than others might be drawn to bad or weird choices in cinema. And I don't know, like I love M. Night Shyamalan. He's not a great director always, but like it throws off the rhythm. It's not what you expect. And I like being subverted in those ways. So when there's a group of women singing and smelling sweaters, I'm like, hey, that's not something I've seen before. I'm interested. I'm engaged. What about you, Sam? Do you feel like you approach movies in a similar way? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I don't. That's that's a very you know thoughtful way to, yeah. to take in those films. But I I I generally will watch films to be entertained. At this point, yeah. just like I mean, that's what I walked into this for. Is like I want to watch some crazy battles. I want to like see like the, the Amazon like fight scene when they're just like throwing the cue ball over the place and trying to run away. Amazing, right? That's what I came in here for. I did not think this was going to be the kind of film that took me on a narrative journey. Mm. And so, like, seeing these weird stops, that's that's where uh, I, I don't understand. But we're just sitting here in these moments. What what is there, like, an example of that where we had to, like, stop and sit oh, in like a all, moment? Oh, like, all kinds in the first, like, I felt like all these shots where if they were trying to trim this down, they could have trimmed down every single scene in the first two hours. Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, every time you're ending the scene, it goes on for another 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just sitting. And you're, like, watching this weird, like, pan, or you're watching these people think. And <laughs> so I understand. People are thinking. And she's smelling. And <laughs> why don't we just get rid of those pieces? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, he's, and that's the piece where you're saying, like, no, he's trying to have us think through something. I'm like, oh, maybe you're not making sure, a good point. Not sure what that is yet. There's I something don't know. here. Maybe I don't want to think. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You ever thought of that? <laughs> so for you, it's a big part of the expectations of what you go in for and setting yourself up for success in that way. That uh, Am I hearing that correctly yeah. from me? And it's like that whole piece of if you go into a movie expecting the highest, it's like, okay, you'll be disappointed even if it's a good movie. But if you go into a bad movie thinking, I'm just going to have fun, yeah. well, then it's fun. So, yeah. so you should yeah. try Green Lantern again. <laughs> <all that> advice. <laughs> There's Done. an extended yeah. edition of that movie. I have to find movie. it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Some unburned copy. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, based on, you know, we, we did say that there is some, like, pretty cool character development going on there that was lacking previously. If you were to pick one movie, if you could have one movie still made in this universe, if you could take that to the next step, what movie would you pick to see made? Would it be about a specific character? Mm -hmm. Would it be kind of the Flashpoint, darker world, multiple reality that we saw hinted at with this and the epilogue specifically? That's what what question. would you choose? Where would you see it go further? I would choose Justice League 2. I mean... That's what I would choose. Okay. What would you want in it? I would. That's a great question. I want. I mean, it, if we're just going to be like, hey, what do I want? It? Let's have the, like, let's have the Green Lantern Corps show up. There's there's Dark Side coming in, and it's just like the old huge end of the world moment. And they find here's the here's the death sentence, you know, enneagram yeah, or whatever the that thing life is. equation. Yeah, the classic. Boom, <laughs> and the, it's just a giant battle. That's what I would love. My answer is. I want a movie 
Okay, whenever you're in like this, the newer Star Trek movies or the Star Wars movies, you go to a planet and it's like the ice planet. And it's like, this is the stupidest thing ever. We have all of these things on Earth. There is so much variety in one planet. So just a different planet than Earth. We've been to Earth before. And give me like two characters. Like make it kind of like Pixar movies a lot of times have like two characters who don't see eye to eye like Buzz and Woody. Give me those and have them go through like some journey, uh, like a physical journey of like, okay, we gotta like stop this thing from like just killing this, like let's just say like town, not big stakes, like city. And then also they have this personal journey with that. So give me like a Green Lantern uh, who's like a dog or something like that, crazy. <laughs> like some weird wacky, cause there are wacky there are weird characters. Green Lanterns especially. If, I mean, we were, we were weirded out by a tree for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. No. So, yes, yes. <laughs> I was not weirded out by that well, at all. I mean, well, then you wouldn't be weirded out by a Green Lantern dog, okay? <laughs> and uh, he's like wearing it on his little like ankle or, oh no, his leash, his yeah. leash, the ring. And so, and then give me like, uh, you know, a, a character from, uh, yeah, like the Justice League. Let, let's say you could choose anybody, but le- oh no, let's make it really interesting. The guy who's like Mister Freeze, only with the gun. Uh, uh, Captain Cold. Captain Cold. Give me Captain Cold, where he like wants to be evil or whatever, but he goes on this adventure with the Green Lantern dog, and he becomes good by the end. Wow! So, so you're really going off the yeah, off yeah. the charts. So on based that, off so. of this movie, <laughs> yeah. that's the movie. You yeah. want. Yes. <laughs> He said in the universe, okay? That's what he I said want. based off this movie. <laughs> he said in the universe of this movie. That's what I want. I mean, we kind of had it with Thor Ragnarok, only they're like two really known characters. I want unknown <laughs> characters. But that was because of like the prior events. <laughs> you want a side movie. It's you, so you want boring. A, you want a spinoff. It's so boring to see big muscly men punch each other in the air, okay? Oh. It's boring because there's no geography to the scene and you don't know who's winning. How do I know when Steppenwolf is dead besides his head getting cut off he can be shot with a million arrows and still not die Mm. like there's no stakes in that at all for me because it's like when is he dead i have no idea what his power set is Uh, no idea i get you that that was unclear and it was like yeah what's it gonna take to bring this guy down yeah and i think that in my ideal movie i would love to see that epilogue scene extended and a bit of that you know flashpoint type scenarios it you know a lot of my flashpoint experience comes from you know, I have familiarity with the comic material, but also then with the animated movie, which you mentioned earlier, Isaac. But then also through the Injustice games for Xbox oh, that no. came out, yeah. and that that is what this was really reminiscent of. Um, and I would, I love the idea of you know, bad guys, good guys. They're all flipping over sides. It's like Survivor when they merge tribes or something. That and would be fun. There's you know that yeah. there's like the, the political elements. You there's get that like, with Joker at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it's less about the big punchy battles and more about the social nuances of heroes that love really it. grounds them. And that's that's what would make a really great continuation for me. That I, I it was really sad for me, like you mentioned Sam at the beginning. It's really sad to see that we're not going to see that because I think there was some cool potential there. Yeah, that's what DC struggles with because it's like they have the big punchy guys. Mm-hmm. They're just too powerful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They destroy a city <laughs> on accident. <laughs> so I'm glad we all enjoyed it. I I'm so glad I watched it because it was an experience and a very unique experience. I just think that like I want another unique experience. And honestly, I don't know if you would agree, Sam, but. V- Honestly, just a very different movie than the original release. I did not expect it to be as different as it was, and I was pleasantly surprised. So I would I would encourage, if you're listening and you saw the original Justice League and you weren't impressed and you're like, no way I'm going to watch the Snyder Cut, I would say it 
Uh, it's worth the four hours to me. Sit down, if, if and you, you might be surprised. Superhero big movies. Yes, if. if you enjoy big superhero if. movies, yes. And just to see, you know, this unprecedented move, a populist idea that has taken a studio by storm, uh, a, a, a moment of our generation that will be remembered, if you ask me. What's one moment from this movie you think you'll, you'll remember longer than other moments? Well, that woman sniffing the... The sweater I couldn't get out of my head just last night. Really? I'm, oh yeah, I, I brushed my teeth thinking about it. <laughs> wait, wait, what was your thought process? It haunts, it haunts me. <laughs> Why was she sniffing? Like, is that like okay? Have they been a thing? Or sorry, they're a couple. Now is there gonna be like Aquaman children? So is this like a precursor to like future Atlanteans? Aqua Juniors, Aqua Buddies. <laughs> I, I kind of went down this whole rabbit trail trying to figure out why I, thought, I was shown this. I thought they were worshiping him like a deity. So then any article of, but that that wouldn't be. But in sniffing the, yes. is a thing yeah. that you do with the like. Oh, I really yeah, loved his yeah. smell. You're right. Spray my cologne on my sweater yeah. or a teddy bear. His musk. <laughs> his fishy musk. Fish, fish oil. <laughs> I break open fish oil pills and smear them on my pillows. Mm, Aquaman. <laughs> Isaac, what's one that's going to stick with you? Oh, um, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my head is they cut off Steppenwolf's head. That was pretty metal. And, like, it's rated R, and I'm glad it's rated R, because that felt like his whole, like, vision fully realized. Zack Snyder, he's got the budget, he's got the creativity to do it, so I'm glad he did it. But really what's going to stick with me is I'm just, you know, happy that for the actor and the character of Cyborg that he got his time in the sun. Mm -hmm. And and I actually cared about him. He got due screen time and it felt like, you know, emotional when his mom died and when his dad died. Spoilers. <laughs> so I'm happy that he got his time. I think that what will stick with me is, I mentioned this as we were watching, but the Flash's little mm. arc there of, in their first battle together, he gets shot in the leg, and he totally like shuts down, he's freaking out. And then at the end, when he's pivotal to their plan, and he gets hit by a turret, takes it right in the side, and they're like, dude, are you okay? And the, you know they don't see him, it's over the comms, and he's like, no, I just, just got the wind knocked out of me. And a great performance by Ezra Miller in yeah. that moment. Really he did gripping. a good job. You can tell he's hurting there like to his core, and the fact that he's like, I'm gonna shake this off, and I've got the strength to keep on going to make this work. I thought that was one of the coolest moments that was not in the original, added in by Zack Snyder. Uh, I really loved that moment, personally. Overall, big improvement from YouTube reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any, closing, any more closing thoughts from Sam, our guest especially? I would love to see this happen to other movies. You know, just like... Okay, you wouldn't apparently. No, 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 no. Yeah. no, no. In an ideal world, I am totally with you. Know, you know, one like say Green Lantern, maybe. <laughs> no, that movie needs to just disappear. That never happens. It's irredeemable. No, I want to hear you more. Talk a little bit more about that. Which movie would you choose? That that is that's the question. There was there was few movies that I wanted to be improved like this one. Like I I've been cheering for DC and they just been failing. TV front they were doing great. Like, you know, you had Arrow, you had, like, Smallville, and it was just wonderful. And I, those were fun shows, but on the movie front, like, they just weren't doing well. Okay, we got The Dark Knight, we got Batman Begins. But that's, like, a whole different universe of yeah. this DC thing. And yeah. those were amazing films, but they couldn't yeah. somehow bring them together like Marvel did. And I always just was like, oh, come on. And yeah. so watching this feels like, wow, oh, okay, that's better. <laughs> I think maybe that's part of why I like it yeah. so much, because it feels like, oh, they didn't fail me. Yeah. <laughs> Cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know what movie I would want, but I feel like I, I want other movies to have this opportunity. Mm. I would argue we are kind of getting that with Suicide Squad. We have a new Suicide Squad movie coming up with some of the old cast and different director. So not the same scenario at all, but people didn't really like the Suicide Squad, but now we have Suicide Squad. Wait, is it the other way around? Anyway, the one with <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy director. You know what I'm talking about. James Gunn? Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn. Yes. All right. Well, we're, I think we'll wrap it at that. Hope you enjoyed talking with us about the Justice League, and we hope that you watch it. Let us know what you think about it, either by comment or direct message. We love those. Sam, thanks for being with us. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. yeah. If you ever want to come on back, just let us know. Okay. <laughs> Well, have a great night, everybody, or day, whenever you're listening to this. See ya. (laughs)